Thanks for tuning in to Mountain View Fellowship's weekly podcast with lead pastor Don Headley. At MVF, our mandate is pointing people to Jesus by fostering relationships. We know Jesus cared for people and placed a lot of emphasis on relationships. So we do too. We believe that we're created for relationship with God and that he gave each one of us a desire to belong. If you'd like more information about MVF, connect with us at mvfcolorado.com. Now, stay tuned for this week's message. Is he worthy? Is he worthy of all glory and honor, power and praise and worship? Is he glory? And we sing the song and we say, yes, he is. But my question is, uh, individually, do we believe that? And do our lives reflect that? If, if you were to a- be asked by a coworker or a classmate, is he worthy, what would you say? I pray we say yes, emphatically yes, he is. I, I love the vision that John, the Apostle John gets. He's in, uh, he's in prison. They've placed him in prison on an island called Patmos, and he has this vision. He writes it down in the book of Revelation, and part of that vision goes like this. Uh, it says, the 24 elders fall down before him who sits on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever. And they're, of course, talking about God here. And he says, they lay their crowns before the throne. It's just, a, an imag- just imagine they, they kneel down and they take these crowns. We could talk about what these crowns mean and, and everything else, but it's just this powerful scene of them laying their crowns down. And this is what they say. They say, you are worthy, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power for you created all things. And by your will, they were created and have their being. Is he worthy? Is he worthy of all power? and glory, and honor, and praise, and worship. Yes, he is. That's why we're here today. We're celebrating 17 years of God's faithfulness. Today is our 17th year anniversary, and, and we just look back on what God has done over the last 17 years, and how he's worked in and through his people here to to change lives, transform lives, to, to rescue people, to redeem relationships and marriages, and, and just to see God at work through his Holy Spirit and what he's done in his body. And I can't wait to see what he's going to do next. And maybe you're fairly new to Mountain View and you don't know all this, but we're celebrating today because uh, we, like I said, 17 years ago, we launched this church. And uh, if, if you don't know all this, let me just give you a summary real quick, all right? I, I want to hit on kind of from whence we came, all right? I want to kind of show you where we came from, and then I want to share with you a little bit of where we're going, what the vision is as we move forward, the big part, and then I want to break it down and maybe give you some first steps on what we're working on right now in hopes that you'll, you'll, kind, of, you'll kind of catch you up here and you'll celebrate God's faithfulness with us a little bit more uh, after you hear this, but also be excited about um, what God is going to do as we move forward because uh, I'm telling you, He is worthy. He's worthy of all of it. Uh, 17 years ago, and it's actually exactly 17 years ago because it was on October 2nd, 2005. Uh, We had been meeting in my basement for a while, just a a group of people, and we'd been talking about this new thing that God wanted to do that he was stirring within us. And uh, we ended up deciding that the group had gotten too big. We moved over to the community bank room over at TBK. It wasn't TBK at the time, but we moved into that room and started meeting there. And uh, 
Finally, the day came, October 2nd, 2005. We all showed up. Our entire team showed up. We pulled the trailer in. We unloaded all the equipment. We set it all up. And I'm telling you, man, from the time we got it all set up, because we showed up early, we were like really, really excited, to the time the first people started walking through the door, it seemed like an eternity, like just waiting. We were just like wondering if anybody was going to show up to this new thing that God was doing. And we, uh, we met in the Strasburg Elementary um, cafeteria area is where we actually set up and did services. And we did services there for seven years. It was just incredible. An amazing location. Uh, it smelled like junior high feet. It had, uh, it had a big, massive commercial ice machine that sat next to the, where we set up the platform. And it would wait to like the worst time in the service, like right in the middle of the prayer to dump 30 pounds of ice, you know, all that stuff. Uh, We look back on that though, we just laugh about it and go, man, God was moving and doing some amazing things even in those moments. And and I just want to show you something real quick. If you had joined Mountain View Fellowship when we were back in the Strasburg Elementary School, would you raise your hand for me? Okay, we still got quite a few hands. That's good. I want you to see the progression though as we go, because it's amazing how God has grown his church. Now, uh, 10 years ago, on October 7th, 2012, uh, after several years of growing and hitting the walls, and, and we would grow in every fall about, you know, October, November, December, we felt as a leadership of the church that we couldn't grow anymore at Strasburg Elementary School. It would just grow, it would hit the walls, and then it would die down because it would just get uncomfortable, and there was just not enough seats for everybody. And finally, 10 years ago, we said, enough is enough. We got to change, and Bennett uh, School District made a deal with us, and we were able to move our services from elementary, uh, the elementary school there in Strasburg over to the high school in Bennett. We moved into their brand-new auditorium at the time, and it seated like 480 seats, so it got us more seating, but yet... The seats were very small, you know, we had all our other issues. Our our children were way down in one of the wings, you know, so you had to walk way down there to drop your kids off and everything was spread out. And it was amazing. Don't get me wrong, because we continued to grow in those years. We spent five and a half years at Bennett, but we were, there was still a need for a permanent space, a place where we could do ministry 24-7. If you came to Mountain View Fellowship when we were at Bennett High School, would you raise your hand? Yeah, quite a few more hands right there. Uh, and you're still with us. Thank you. Yeah, because uh, I always joke with, uh, with those of you that came when we were at Strasburg Elementary and Bennett, you know, um, you dropped your kids off to us in a hallway. I mean, horrible parents, but we're glad that you're with us. So thank you for sticking with us. Uh, today, uh, we're celebrating 17 years um, and we're still here. And part of the reason why we're still here, God continues to bless us and draw us and bring us along, but he blessed us several years ago with this property, and we were able to build this building on the property, and on June 3rd, 2018, uh, we showed up at this building. We had this big groundbreaking thing and and cut the ribbon and walked through the doors, and I don't have a picture of the building because you're sitting in it. You already know what it looks like, but this was us sitting outside waiting to come into this building for the very first time, and it was just exciting to finally have our own home where we could do ministry. We, you know, we didn't have to keep moving around and it, it was just awesome to be in our own space where we could focus on doing ministry, like I said, 24-7. Uh, if you started coming to Mountain View Fellowship after we moved into this building, would you raise your hand? Yeah, look at all the hands there. It's amazing. God continues to grow his body here on the, um, on the Eastern Corridor and I, I'm just so thrilled to be a part of what God is doing in and through Mountain View Fellowship. Now, um, Even though we've been going for 17 years, what I'm about to share with you is not new at all. 
This was all laid out in my basement with a group of people from day one. And we knew through our prayer and fasting and just dreaming about what God wanted to do here and allowing God to speak to us in those moments that we knew that our job, our big vision as Mountain View Fellowship, what we were being called to accomplish was to reach Eastern Colorado with the gospel of Jesus Christ. It wasn't, it wasn't that we were going to be a Bennett or a Strasburg or a Byers Church. It wasn't any of that. We weren't going to be only about one little town. We were going to be about eastern Colorado. We felt like that's where we were being called. And I'll tell you why. Because when we did the demographics, when we got ready to launch the church, it showed that less than 2% of the people out here were attending services anywhere. And, and I'm a little raw this morning just because we've done so many funerals here lately, and we've got a few more coming up in the next few weeks. And, and some of those funerals that we're doing are for community people that, that don't know Christ. There's too many people out here that are dying without knowing Jesus. We can't wait. We got to go. We got to go. Time is of the essence. We need to reach Eastern Colorado. And uh, it's amazing to me how many people, people just overlook Eastern Colorado. Like they go to plant a church and they go into the metro area or they go somewhere else. They, They don't come out here because they just overlook this area. They don't realize how many people are living out here. Uh, We're on, you know, 40 acres. We're scattered. But there's a ton of souls in this area that need to hear about the love of Jesus Christ. Right on? And that's what God is calling us to do. So that's a big big project. How do, you, how do you accomplish that? Where do you go with that? What do you do with that? How do you make that happen, right? Um, from the very beginning, we began praying about how to reach Eastern Colorado, and what we came up with was this uh, strategic church planning strategy. So we want to, over the next few years, we want to launch churches in Eastern Colorado, and we've established nine strategic locations where we want to go, and, and Lyman, uh, you know, Elizabeth, Fort Morgan, those seem to be the closest, the, the, probably the first ones that are going to go. We want to see those go. And we want to keep moving out from there, launching campus churches. And, and with this, so if we were able to launch these nine campuses, we believe with the numbers the way they sit right now, we would, be, we would have access to over 150,000 people. That's how many people are living out here, and people just kind of overlook it. They don't realize how many people are here. And so we're excited about this, and we know that this is where God is calling us and where we're headed, and that's a big vision. How do you start? I mean, how how do you take steps? What are the first steps in getting there? How how do you do that? How do you make that happen, right? Obviously, it's through God, but as as his people, how do we we move in that direction? Let me give you a couple of real quick steps that we're working on right now. Uh, One of the first steps that we're trying to take is we understand that even though we're here and we're growing, there's a whole segment of our population that we can't reach because they're working on Sunday mornings. Um, I get this question every time I go to the hardware store and stuff like that. When are you going to do services that's not on Sunday because I have to work on Sunday, right? They want to be here. They can't be here. Uh, And so we also know that there's another opportunity to reach people would be on Saturday night. So we want to launch a Saturday night service. Now, not, not just one, but I want you to hear me on this. We want to launch two, one of them being English-speaking and one being Spanish-speaking. And so we've been in the process of trying to find that person that God has called to come here to be a Spanish-speaking pastor for us. And so if you would join me in that prayer, I would definitely appreciate it because I've talked to everybody from Florida to Phoenix to California trying to find somebody that we can get here to start reaching our Spanish-speaking neighbors. And, and we're seeing more and more of them move into this area, and we need to reach them with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so we want to launch those two services on a Saturday night. 
Now with that, another step that we're taking, and we're right in the middle of it, actually we're further in it um, right now, but we are actually launching a counseling center. We've been working on new uh, Hope Renewed Counseling Center for the last couple of years, and we're getting very close to having this thing going. And uh, we have a director over the next few weeks. We'll be introducing her, talking more about where we're headed with this counseling center. But this is a small piece of a larger piece, but this is where we feel called, and I'll tell you why. Because through COVID, this chink in the armor showed up. I think you guys know that, right? We saw that out here. We, through COVID, we got more requests for counseling. People were coming out of the woodworks, and, and couples all of a sudden had to spend all the time together, and they realized they didn't like each other as husband and wife, and, and all these things were happening, right? And, and issues with the kids, and the kids being isolated, and all this stuff, and so there was a great need for counseling that came out, and we said, we got to slide this to the front burner. we got to make this a priority, and so we've been working on this for quite a while, and so I'm excited about this. Now, um, there's a lot more to that, but I've got to move because there's a whole thing that we want to do with you at the end of this service, and so I've got to make sure we have plenty of time for that. But uh, just know that you're going to hear more and more about that as we move forward. Now, this counseling center is a small piece of a bigger piece, and I want to kind of share this with you right now. Most of you have not heard this. You have not seen this yet, and so this will be new to you. But um, the best way I can describe it is we just want to call it a wellness center. Right here off the side of this parking lot, we want to build a large wellness center. Because not only are we interested in their spiritual well-being, but we're interested in their emotional, mental, and physical well-being as well. Now, if you take a look at this plan, don't hold me to this plan because we've already changed this. We're in another revision right now trying to come up with the best layout for this building. Now, uh, in this, of course, the counseling center is going to move in here. This is where they would call home. And we want to have counseling for, you know, everything from family and marriage to substance abuse to uh, having financial advisors. And all of this would be open not just to the church but to the community to have people come in for help. We want to move our AA, uh, SA, life recovery, our, our STEPS programs over to this building as well. That way they have a permanent place and they can meet nonstop over there to meet uh, addiction issues that we're seeing in our community um, now, the other thing that you'll notice from this drawing is that there are classrooms. There's meeting spaces in there. And we want to do things like tutoring, uh, English as a second language to reach some of our community in there. Um, and then there's a lot of other things we don't have time to get into, but let me just give you a sampling. Because as we have talked through this, we have a whole team working on this. It's blown my mind what has come to the surface. We've actually been asked by other organizations if we would consider putting on courses or classes or trainings for things like, and this is the one that really got me, would you please do something for domestic violence as it relates to our teenagers? Because our teenagers are seeing what's happening at home and they take that into their relationship. Um, if that's just, uh, just a sample of what we're getting into. This is why this is so important to me. Um, another thing over clear to your right is that orange section. We, we want to build a food bank a permanent food bank out here that would take care of the people that need it. And I think this need is just going to grow as we go. Everything from groceries to clothing, we, we want to make that available to our community and help them uh, when they need it. Uh, another thing uh, over here on the left is a workout gym, full fitness center with trainers and the whole bit, uh, which I'm excited about. We can have people come in all times of the day or night and uh, have that out here for people. And the other thing I like about it too is there's a child care um, section of this that would be available for that. So if you're coming in for counseling, you could drop your kid off and for a very small fee, have them watched by somebody who's background checked and, and you can trust them so that you can go and focus on getting well in your counseling session. 
Uh, I love this center section. This is the part for me that I'm really excited about. Uh, yeah, I love the rest of it, but this, I think, is where it's going to be. Because in that center, uh, we kept calling it a connection pavilion. We weren't sure what to call it, and we're just calling it a community room right now. But this would be a big open room. It's not on the plans. It'll be on this next round of plans. But what we want is we want you to be able to invite your friends to church. You come in, you enjoy a service, you go from here right to the wellness center, the connection, the community area. There'll be TVs on the walls. You can watch football games. You can do whatever you want. You can grab a table, sit down. We got a full kitchen here where you can actually go over and get a burger and fries for $2.50 or whatever it ends up being. And, and the idea is we just want to create an environment where you can sit down, especially with people um, that don't know Christ, and you can just hang out with them. You can fellowship. Mountain View fellowship is kind of important. You can foster relationships. Does that sound familiar to anybody? So this idea that we want you to utilize it to reach your family, friends, neighbors, classmates for Christ. Uh, another piece of this would be right in the middle of that community room would be a massive play area. So people can meet there all during the week. They can have coffee, let the kids play in a safe area while they sit and, and meet, maybe do Bible study, I don't know. Whatever, whatever you can use that for to bring glory and honor and worship and praise to God because he is worthy. Now, this is a big, big vision. I get that. Would you agree with that? Yes. So my question is how? How does something like that happen? And obviously we, we just say God. Yes, God. But how does God work? How does he work? How does he bring about his will? Um, how are we going to do this? We're going to do it together. Because it's the only way it works. It's all of us on board pushing in the same direction, excited about the vision, excited about what God is doing and what he's going to do. We want to do this together. It's going to be by every one of us engaging, by us committing right here, right now, that we're going to dedicate our lives to getting close to Jesus, to becoming more like Jesus, to living like Jesus. If we commit ourselves to that, we're going to change not just this area, but the world. That's what I believe. I believe that God's doing some big things and he's just looking for people to partner with him. Now, how do, we, how do we live that out? Well, if you haven't been here at Mountain View Fellowship, um, you probably haven't heard this for the rest of you. Hopefully, you can just recite the rest of this. Uh, but you know that we live by six words, right? Love God, love others, and make disciples is what we do. And so here at Mountain View Fellowship, we have what's called a mandate. Now, uh, if you're in the business world, they might call it a mission statement. We call it a mandate because we felt like mission was something far off and something we'll get to someday. And we wanted something more immediate because there is a time coming, right? You know this. Jesus is coming back, right? Like he's coming back and he has work for us to do. We need to be about the Father's business. And so that's what this is about. So we called it a mandate. It's for all men and women. And there's a date where this is going to end. And so we need to be pointing people to Jesus by fostering relationships. That's what we're going to do. That's how we live this out. It's how we love God, love others, and make disciples. And we do it. Uh, we foster relationships in three different directions. Up with God daily, in with each other, with other believers weekly, out with somebody who doesn't know Christ, at least monthly. And again, these are minimums. I hope you're praying and spending time with God more than once a day. I, I hope that you're gathering with other believers more than just right here. I hope it's during life groups. I hope it's during Bible studies. I hope it's multiple times during the week. And I hope, I hope, that you're trying to reach somebody for Christ more than just once a week. I, I hope you're sitting down having, uh, having lunch with a coworker a couple times every week with the idea that your heart is broken for them because they need Jesus. 
Now, if you're a member here at Mountain View Fellowship, then you're a family member. We have expectations for all of us here. Here's how we make it happen. We attend regularly. This is how we foster an up relationship and end with each other. We attend regularly. We serve. Um, This is how everything gets done. We serve each other. We join a life group. We want you in life groups. This is how you uh, foster those in relationships. It's how life happens here because as the church gets bigger, you need a smaller community, and so a life group is where all that ministry happens. We want you to share your story. This is how we teach you to evangelize the world around you. You just share who Jesus is and what he means to you, how he's transformed your life. It's as simple as that. But you, gotta, you just got to declare in your heart that he is worthy, and I'm going to proclaim who he is to the world around me. And then, of course, give. We want you to invest yourself, resources, in advancing the kingdom of God giving him glory and honor and power and worship and praise. Now, there's a couple things I want to cover before I get to our assignment today Uh, because you need to know this if you're going to accomplish this assignment. Um, If you have not heard this, if you haven't been here longer than a few months, then you need to know that when we talk about spiritual maturity here at Mountain View Fellowship, we liken it to hikers. This is the easiest way that we can describe it. So there's four different hikers. There's a day hiker Those are people who don't know Christ, but they're checking things out. Like they're just looking in, they're trying to find truth. They're asking the question, who is Jesus who? Um, Then there's a backpacker. Backpackers are those of you that have received Christ. You're starting on this journey with Christ. You're just getting going. You're pretty new in, in your maturity, your spiritual maturity. And then we have guides. Guides are those of you that have been walking with Christ for a while. You're doing a pretty good job of not only walking, but you're introducing other people to Jesus. Like you're evangelizing the world around you. And then we have Sherpas. And the Sherpas are those spiritually mature believers among us that they just exude the gospel. Like every time you're around them, you grow. You learn more about Jesus. And so these are the four levels of spiritual maturity that we talk about when we talk about spiritual maturity here at Mountain View Fellowship. Now, Over the last few weeks, we've been talking about spiritual gifts. I hope all of you are here for that. If you missed those messages, you need to go back and listen to them. Because what we found out is these spiritual gifts are not for us. They're for the body to be used to edify, build up, strengthen, encourage the body. And so it's for the people that are sitting right around you. That's how important it is for you to learn your spiritual gifts. And through that series, that's what these icons on the wall are for. We learn that we have a God who loves us so much he sent his son who died on the cross to pay for our sins. And he paid for our sins. And so when we receive Christ, we're forgiven of our sins. We are now filled with the Holy Spirit. That's the dove in the middle. And then the gift, the Holy Spirit distributes gifts to each and every one of us as believers to be used within his body. And we were encouraging you all through that series to discover those gifts and then start exercising those gifts. And we pulled some of that from 1 Peter 4. It says, God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. Do you have the gift of speaking? Then speak as though God himself were speaking through you. Now, the reason I pull this up is because I want to use this as a bow tie today. Because verse 11 summarizes it for us and what we're talking about today. Do you have the gift of helping others? Do it with all the strength and energy that God supplies. Then everything you do will bring what? Glory to God through Jesus Christ. All what? Glory and power to him forever and ever. Amen. This is how we declare that God is worthy. This is how we just ascribe worthiness to him. Giving him power and glory and honor is when we live this life out. We exercise these gifts. Um, So here's what we're going to do. 
Uh, we're ending the service early today. If you have kids back in the children's department, don't go pick them up because they have a full study today, okay? Um, leave them. We're going to let you hang out in the lobby. But before we go to the lobby, here's what I want you to do. I want to encourage you to fill out a quiz today, okay? We're calling it Find Your Fit. And you're, the reason I covered the backpackers and spiritual gifts and stuff is because we want you to know that because you're going to need that for the quiz. If you don't know your spiritual gifts, if you're new with us, you can still take it. You just have to put, I don't know what my spiritual gifts are. But for those of you that do, it's going to hone this down a little bit better for you. Now, you can get to this quiz on the app. You can just go right to the front page of the app and you can click on it or you can click... Um, on this QR code on the screen. Hopefully it'll work no matter where you're uh, seated. You just point your camera on your phone at it and it will pull it up for you. And then we want you to take this quiz. Now here's how it's going to work. It's not a very long quiz. You take the quiz. And then as you take the quiz, you get through uh, through it, it will give you a color code or a color result. It's based upon the answers that you gave and it will help you to find a role or two that will fit you the best, where you can exercise your gifts, your personality, your spiritual maturity, all those things can be utilized in that gift. So you can plug in and have an impact. Remember I said the way that we're going to do this is doing it together. All of us um, just engaging together. And this is the easiest way for you to do it. Now, once you get your color, here's what I want you to do. You're going to go out in the lobby. We have 10 tables out in the lobby. They're all color-coded. Keep in mind, there is a lime green and then there's a darker green. So those are the two confusions that we were having this morning. But other than that, they're pretty obvious what color you have and what table you should go to. Because not only are there tablecloths, but there's balloons. I mean, you can't miss it, right? So I want you to go out. And when you get out there, you're going to look at the table. The table is going to have all of these cards on it that share with you all these different roles that might be a great fit for you. There's a role for every one of you, if not two or three. Take a look at them. Pick the ones that you're interested in. Now, here's, here's the catch. There's no pressure. No pressure. We have our staff posted out there only to answer questions if you have questions. That's it. We're not signing you up today. Here's why. Because as your pastor, I'm wanting you to own it. I want you to make the decision yourself that you're in, that you're all in. And so when you find those roles, here's what I want you to do. You're not going to sign up today. You're going to take those home with you. And you're going to pray over those. And when you feel like, yes, this is where God wants me, then I want you to make the contact on that card. There's contact information on there. When you make that contact, then they'll get you plugged in, and then you can get going. But the deal is, you have to own it. I want you to choose yourself to engage. We're not going to twist anybody's arm. There's no pressure. But if you want to be a part of what God is doing here at MVF, I encourage you, go out, find a role, get plugged in, start serving Grow some deep roots and watch what God does because I cannot wait to see what he has in store for us as we move forward. So what I want to do is I want to pray and then you'll be dismissed. You can stay in here, continue to fill out the quiz, take your time, it doesn't matter. There's cake out there as well, so help yourself to some birthday cake, all right? So we're just celebrating today. And so let me pray for us and then we'll just dismiss. Heavenly Father, we thank you and praise you for your faithfulness over the last 17 years, Lord. Thank you for um, caring, for providing, for directing. God, we know that uh, this isn't just for us, but it's for a, a lost and dying world around us. Lord, I pray that today your body would commit, that we would engage with your Holy Spirit, that we would um, find our place in this body so that we might become more effective at reaching Eastern Colorado 
with the gospel of Jesus Christ. God, we, we pray that all of this is just to, to give you glory and honor and praise and worship because you are worthy. We pray this in the name of Jesus Christ and all God's people agreed and said, amen. amen.